Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Parents across the UK and Ireland are being urged to look out for symptoms of the Strep A infection in their children after health officials revealed a rise in cases uh, which has led to the death of many young children. When I say many, by the way, it's uh, nine in total uh, across the United Kingdom and also in Northern Ireland as well. And the UK Health Secretary Agency issued a rare alert last Friday evening after a rise in the cases across the country telling parents to seek medical help as soon as possible if they see or detect any signs in their children in order to stop the infecting infection becoming serious. Now, Strep A was on Tuesday being investigated by the HSE as one possible cause of death in a four-year-old child in the North East North Dublin region. Uh, meanwhile, it was confirmed that a five-year-old child in Belfast Primary School last week had reported had a severe case of strep A that had died. Uh, but I, how serious is it? Is it really as serious as, I suppose, we're listening to it on the news over the last few days? And how do you protect your child? And how do you look out for those symptoms? And is this something unusual for this time of the year? Well, let me go to Professor Bill Tormey, who's the Editor-in-Chief of the Irish Journal of Medical Science. Good afternoon to you, Professor Bill. Hello, Nile. How are you? Nice to talk to you again. It's been a little while. I think the last time we spoke was probably in the height of COVID-19. COVID mania, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, now, so, look, we're seeing a lot in the news about Strep A. I even watched last night on VMT a suggestion by one doctor we should go back to social distancing and masks, which I think is now getting a little bit ridiculous. But uh, OTT is what you could call that. Okay, but yeah. okay, but I mean, is this serious? I'm looking back at you know records, say uh, in Great Britain particularly, because obviously they're the ones that are panicking the most over the last you know ten years. And it does seem that they have uh, had a spike in the first quarter of every year, but not in this quarter. Is it just unusual for this quarter of the year, or are the figures unusually high anyway? Well, the problem about these figures is that they're not accurate now. Just think about it. How many people attend their GP on a daily basis in the UK? Millions, literally. And then you look at the number of kids uh, going to GPs here, and you look at the number of kids at home with their parents who are sick, and no tests are done looking for strep A. And the reason that's come out is that uh, 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 it looks like there's been a number of cases here. There's a number of cases in Northern Ireland. And this is a nasty bug if it gets into your blood. And what it does is it causes a huge cascade of inflammation and it actually kills you by killing all your organs. So it's not very entertaining, as they would say. So parents would be very worried with their children. And why would they be worried? Because a very small number may run into problems. And because we don't know what the extent of the disease is in the population, uh, things like masking and all that kind of stuff is over the top, unless you're in a school. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, uh, you can presume uh, things in schools if a whole class gets sick or a number of kids in the same class get sick. And the question then arises, should there be chemoprophylaxis? I.e., because this is a bacteria and, I repeat, not a virus, you can give penicillins uh, once the kids are not allergic to them, uh, you can or you can give other drugs if they are erythromycin. Okay, so so if your kid is in a class and five people in the class got it, it would be no harm for them to take it an antibiotic. It would be a pretty good idea to take an antibiotic. That's the way I put it, and I think that the HSE should probably announce that as a policy. Well, I, I know Stephen Donnelly did over. mention something earlier on today in relation to that, that they may be making antibiotics available to children who have yeah. been exposed to it. Yeah, okay. I think it's very important to uh, reassure the teachers as well. 
because you know the teachers are in this class and two people uh, two fairly uh, two older people uh, also come to this yes. um, strep A so this is as well as children it's also the elderly so you don't want this in nursing homes and places like that either so prophylaxis if anybody gets anything in any of these elderly places I think everybody should be treated with a, an antibiotic to contain the thing at its at its source. I did hear Kingston Mills last night mention the word vaccinations, um, and in relation to this, are we at that point yet? And and I didn't, I wasn't well, the aware. By the way, a vaccination it, works for bacterial infection, but however, it does. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, I mean diphtheria and all these other things. DPT. You know, they're okay. all bacteria. Oh okay. So you you got them all yourself, Niall. Probably you didn't realise. Yeah, <laughs> when you were a kid. Yeah. But the thing, the the point about it is, you'd want a very accurate vaccination because it looks like the strep A that's causing all of this is a subtype of strep A. It's not a general one because if it was a general one, this would happen every year with deaths and everything else, and it doesn't. So, um, it the the laboratories will tell people what the situation is. With the new technology developing vaccines at a breakneck pace, as you could see with the um, COVID problem, uh, particularly the mRNA vaccine, they may be able to get somebody to do a vaccine up very, very quickly. But yeah, but the problem was the the COVID vaccine wasn't as successful as we thought it was going to be. I mean, there, there was, you know, when it came out first, it was like, it was like the Holy Grail. It was like, oh, yeah, this is going no, to stop the, it. The, and it, it the didn't. English one had various problems. Yeah. Okay, the, the thrombosis and all that. But the mRNA one didn't really, you know, it's been... No, 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 the point I'm making is it didn't seem to slow down the transmission as much as they expected it to because there were professors at the time when the vaccine came out for COVID saying this is it, this is going to 100% stop it, and it didn't. Nobody I, ever gets 100% of anything, as you know. Mm. Any biological system doesn't work on 100%. It, it works on probability, likelihood, and all the rest of it. And I think that it worked in 80-something percent of people, more or less. There were some people who didn't react to it. Uh, and um, with immune, with diff- it's, it's, it's not fair to call these people immune problems because they're living very well. It's just that they have a different immune system from their, from their um, mm. next-door neighbour. You know, okay. really the, the, the other question is, a lot of the UK newspapers uh, yesterday and the day before were use, talking uh, this headline in relation to lockdowns. And they said, and, and I'm just reading, and even the Irish Times themselves uh, referred to it, but then removed the line. They said children's immune systems were more prone to infections following COVID lockdowns, according to our doctor warns. Uh, the well, same, same headline. Every is, is, that a case, is that the case that children's no, immune every, system... Every child develops their own immune system uh, as they go between one and five, and it's earlier if they're in creches. And wh- how it works is that they get ambient uh, viruses nearly all, always mm-hmm. from their cohort and they develop their own immune reaction and their own antibodies to whatever it is that they're exposed to so that if you're a GP you're likely to see every kid that you have having somewhere between uh, around five infections upper respiratory infections a year and it tails off by about the age of four or five and it's earlier um, it's earlier if they're put into uh, crashes and places like that Okay, so did children, during lockdowns, the question I'm asking you is, did oh, children yeah. miss out on building up some of that immune system? Has that been delayed because of, you know, I they would, weren't exposed? I, to I, I think that's a reasonable inference. Yeah. You'd want to do an, a big experiment to prove that, but it's a, it's a very, very reasonable inference. Because I'll tell you why I think it is, Niall. 
because if you know the number of cases of flu in the middle of the COVID disappeared with the, ma- the masking, there were hardly any flu cases that well, year. And when I'm looking at an article here, Dr. Susan Hopkins, who's Chief Medical Advisor at the UK Health Security Agency, said the agency is exploring whether decreased immunity was a factor in the unusual amount of cases, but that was uh, too soon to draw any conclusions yet. She's right. She's right. But, you know, you can draw all the fancy conclusions you like and get yourself in the front page of the paper, but it's really not a good idea, and there's no point in panicking parents. Well, no, this is this is what I wanted to get to, I, yeah. and, and we don't want to. I don't believe we should be sensationalising it either. No, I agree with no. you, one hundred percent. In relation to what parents can look out for, uh, you know, I'm assuming I'm assuming it's similar to streptococcal throat, where you would have a. Bad it, it's very, very similar. Yeah. Okay. That, it's, it's very similar. So and the other thing about that is that um, rashes. There's a photograph on BBC One News last night of a child with a, a strep A rash. And the strep A rash is nearly identical to a whole lot of other rashes because the skin can only do a certain number of tricks. And if you have a dotty pink rash, um, it could be. But there again, it might not because there's hundreds of viruses that cause the same sort of a rash. And so the, the, rash, you know, yeah, the rash they're describing is, say, they say, scarlet fever, or which is... Yeah, that's slightly different. Yeah, yeah. but this is the... They showed... A, a child's thorax here, you know, the the, the main part of their body, and um, on the telly last night on BBC News. And then the guy I'm reading the news said that it was, John Humphreys, it was available on the BBC website. Now, I didn't look at it, and I don't know if it, I, it wasn't on the RTE website, I can say that, but they said it was on the, the BBC News website, the photographs of these things, and also what to, what might be a problem and when to bring your kid to a GP, but anybody who has a child with a very high temperature and the child's obviously sick, into the GP, no messing about, and get some antibiotics, that's what I think. Okay, so so should we treat things differently now, Bill, to the way we did, say, six months ago? So if your child six months ago has got a sore throat, you just kept no, them home from, think, home from school? I think it's uh, the best thing to do is to treat these things seriously. In other words, assume it's a problem. Because giving them penicillin if they're not allergic to it, etc., is a hell of a lot better than missing the thing and running into all sorts of problems. And look at that poor four-year-old in case that that was the cause of that child's death. I don't know at this mm. stage. I mean, do we do we have many deaths in Ireland on a yearly basis from similar viruses like strep A? I don't, well, I don't even know many. the virus now. That's oh, bacterial infection. Sorry, yeah, bacterial infection. Yeah, we do. We've loads of these things and. I know this from one of my friends who's involved in intensive care and uh, runs an intensive care unit in, in the Peas game, um, tell, was telling me about the RSV virus. And RSV comes back once a year, and it's got a huge number of, of subgroups. And that's around once a year, and it gets into young kids. And um, it, I used to shrug that off, and I thought, I've seen loads of kids with that, but I shrugged it off as, as not being serious. And the next thing this pal of mine tells me, hey, hold on there, pal. There's three or four or five or six of these in the intensive care. There are more patients than there are individual nurses. It was that much of a crowd. And that was six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, the medicine's a fudge. It, there is no perfect medical system anywhere in the world now. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so for the moment, you're saying, don't panic. It's one of those things. It's yeah, cyclical. Yeah, and if you're, if you're particularly worried, check the BBC website. Yeah. Okay. And, and if look at your the child has a high temperature, don't mess about. Uh, bring the child down to the local GP 
And if you're um, if you can't get access to the local GP and you're up the north and you can't get access to a GP, bring the child to a pediatric A and E ASAP. I That's get my it. opinion and, on this one. And an antibiotic. And you and you're yeah. not you're not ruling out the idea that Stephen Donnelly has mentioned this morning that if your child is in a class where five or six kids are all got it, in other words, it's obviously spreading in the class, the sore throat basically, which would be the main symptom of yeah, it. Yeah, I think get an, take an antibiotic idea. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, take an no antibiotic harm. and ask Stephen, would he mask up some of these kids if, uh, over the winter? Okay. Because right. I, I don't think Stephen Donnelly is doing a bad job. That's my own opinion. Right. I know I'm biased because I have a book out at the moment on the whole subject. But the guy <laughs> right. is trying. Uh, and, and well, I tell you me what, and you might have a debate about that sometime in the future. Yeah, we will. I want to pass one comment, if I could, Niall. There's a lady, a minister called Anne Rabbit, who's involved in... That's right, I've spoken to Anne many times. Yeah, Yeah, I never met her and I've never spoken to her, but I have said that she is an A1 person. I'll tell you why. She turned around with all the... You remember the AONs, the the assessments of autism and all the rest of it? She turned around and said it was her responsibility and she's going to bust a gut to discharge that responsibility. I didn't hear somebody say that for a long time. She didn't come out with any BS. She just went for it. And I have a piece on her in the book. And okay. I tell you this. What's the name of the book, by the way? It's a good Christmas reading. <laughs> it's very quick. It's Turbulence in, uh, in, in Health and Social Care Ireland. Turbulence in Health and Social Care Ireland. And for all your listeners, it's on um, Amazon. Okay. All right, sounds, it sounds good. I might, I might pick it up myself. It's, I, no, it's only out since last th- Friday, I think. Okay. All right. Okay, well, right. thank you very it's much delighted, indeed. Delightful to talk to you as ever. Okay. Thank you, you very much indeed. There you go, Bye. Professor Bill Tormey, editor in chief of the Irish Journal of Medical Science. Uh, I'm basically saying don't panic. It's, let's not sensationalize it. If your child, similar to what you always would have done, most likely, has a sore throat or has any of the symptoms that you can read about all the symptoms online or indeed this identifying rash the BBC put up, uh, which is very similar, I suppose, to scarlet fever in some way, you will notice the rash on the thorax, which is the chest part here, OK? Um, and they have a high temperature. Go to the GP, get an antibiotic. That's what you would have done before anyway, most, most likely. Get an antibiotic. And um, antibiotic will clear it up because it is um, obviously a bacterial infection. It's not a viral infection. So get an antibiotic and it should clear it up. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.